0: I don't, I don't mean to make everything personal, but I can't emphasize, I know so much about Russian politics and mm-hmm. things going on in the Baltic states because of my father, and if he were physically capable of being here, he would be raging on the mm-hmm. Senate floor today. If he was physically capable of doing it, he put out an amazing statement, but it's times like today that I am in agreement with this table. I would like more Republicans to rage
1: against this Get today. Get Republicans. You know Who, is yeah. Who
2: is your money on?
0: Your money on to do that. Yeah. Who, Who is my money on to our, ben Sass? I would I hope I yeah. implore you to, to speak He's up for freedom up. and he democracy. Has been but up.
2: go
3: on the Senate floor and do it.
2: But yeah. what are the one, consequences? One of the bigger problems the consequences? Consequences. when you're watching is
3: it wasn't even just
0: intelligence
2: agencies from the
1: Thank you so much for the big thing in Tron. uh, Represents the entire (laughs) show. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. I I, I, Abby, I should. I could show you a spreadsheet. You were one of the first people we listed as a guest. It's true. Uh, Yeah, yeah. We we have binders
4: full of women.
2: (laughs) Oh, bless.
1: (laughs) I'm so excited to have you on because you rule. You're cool. You're funny.
0: Yeah.
3: I was hoping all three of those would rhyme. (laughs) Unfortunately.
0: (laughs) You're cool, you're the best in school
3: Okay, thank you're you That's cool. welcome, to, uh, <laughs>
4: well, uh, welcome to Struggle Session, everybody uh, uh, I'm Jack Allison
0: I'm Jonathan Daniel Brown
1: I'm Leslie the Third, And today we are joined by uh, comedian Abby Denton Thank you <laughs> for coming on
3: Hello, it's my pleasure Love you guys yeah I mean I, I only love Leslie because Leslie's the only one who ever followed me back in so yeah. many years until just this morning <laughs>
4: I, I, as a I, I followed you I, I don't think that you followed me either but uh uh but I followed you too
0: and now you and the three of us all kind of share it. Uh,
1: well, it, it, it come on guys she loves me All right. Okay. <laughs> yeah,
3: I, I only love Leslie
1: <laughs> this is fair this is very fair I,
3: I respect your work. But, uh, but, you know, you gotta, you got to stay with the one who, who the brought best. you.
0: I mean, <laughs> it, it, it really, though, sometimes the love from the Struggle Session account is not only coming from Leslie. It is sometimes coming from Jack. It is sometimes coming from me. It's sort of like, uh, you know, my parents have these two cats and they're siblings. And one is white and has black spots. And the other is black and has brown and gray spots. And they don't really look like they're siblings. But I found out that cats... Can actually have multiple uh, fathers in a single litter. So that's sort of like the Twitter account for Struggle Session. Is that true? Yeah, that's what I I mean. I read it. I don't know if it's true. But the idea is that, you know, when a cat has a litter uh, that, that, yeah, like you can take lots of different kinds of, uh, you know, I mean, when you have like 20 cats, there's room for variety. All right.
1: Wow! I feel like we're getting to come town territory. That's technically come science to figure yes. out. Um, I, I just don't want to impinge. We on don't that. need to get into
0: feline breeding today.
3: I'm, I'm very sorry. I I have one um, very timely question about come uh, just while we're on the subject before we move yes, off sir. of it, which is that yesterday my, my sister uh, who's visiting my brother up in Boston, they're all together. My brother's wife, her weird boyfriend person, uh, and, and they and they they called me. None of them call me ever. My sister doesn't even like me. But they they my sister has become convinced that our dad is not our, our biological dad, because apparently he had a vasectomy at some point, meaning I had to sit through a 20 minute hysterical phone call about my dad's balls. <laughs> oh, and I'm, I'm still recovering from this. Wow. I can't, that... I can't tell how much of it was serious and how much of it was just that they thought it was funny.
0: <laughs> well, Father's Day was last month, so they're they're a little right. late to this conversation. But yeah, he leaked uh, out another Father's Day. Uh, I've never uh, talked about my dad's balls before. I love my dad. <laughs> We're very close. It's not something I think about, even though it's where I came from. So,
3: well, know. if if you ever you know try to count your blessings so that you can you can calm down and go to sleep, uh, you can add that to the list that you've never had to talk about your dad's balls until just now. <laughs> until when now, I, I, yeah. I'm very sorry. <laughs> All right. We broke
0: the chain. Well, hello everyone. Welcome
3: welcome
1: to Struggle Session. Um, No, we're not going to talk about anything weird today. We're going to talk about something extremely normal. Um, First off, um, Elon Musk's um, Twitter account. Um, Our our boy Elon is on one. He really is. He has yeah. been on one for a while. This is most one of the sustained ones I've seen. Like this is blowing past like Kanye, yeah. <laughs> like just way, way, way past it. Like just like you, there, somebody actually posted a chart of like his Twitter like um, yeah. metrics and like it's just spiked in the yeah. past couple of weeks. He. Is I wish just, somebody
4: also had a metric of uh, uh, his ketamine purchases over the same time. I think that would be interesting data to overlay. <laughs> So, Uh, It's wild, though. I mean, like, this is, like, truly one of the funniest things that I've ever seen happen online, uh, and I have been watching people meltdown online, like, since I was, like, 12 years old. Like,
0: this is really, really something special. It also retroactively makes an Inconvenient Sequel one of the funniest films ever made. If you've seen an (laughs) Inconvenient Sequel, which is two hours of Al Gore kissing Elon Musk's ass... Yeah. Then, uh... I mean, I guess it makes the entire democratic climate movement seem really fucking silly. They I mean, need to
4: do—they need a new new episodes of Inconven- uh, uh, an Inconvenient sequel, like how they did with The Staircase, <laughs> uh,
0: like checking in with Elon Musk now. No, I mean, it, 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 the, the entire first hour of the movie is Al Gore going, hey, remember An Inconvenient Truth? Uh, I was right. The climate—you <laughs> know, the, the climate levels are rising. There's uh, water flooding the streets of Florida— uh, Puerto Rico, it's terrible. The second half of the movie is him going to France and then India to negotiate these these uh, climate treaties in Paris. Right. And the movie, The Victorious End, is Elon Musk agreeing to give India technology that they created <laughs> in order to stop uh, – uh, India from pulling out of the Paris Accord. There's like a random subplot where you know ISIS attacks uh, France, so Al Gore has to stop his 24-hour live stream in solidarity with the victims of the mass shooting.
3: <laughs> Je suis Charlie. Je suis Charlie. It wasn't the Charlie Hebdo one. It Wait, was what? The,
0: no, it was the uh, it was the concert one. It was the Eagles of Death Metal. Oh, the right. Bataclan. Clan. And, uh, Al-, Al Gore was there while that the, happened. So Al Gore was the, there. The film
4: has has the exclusive footage of of what happened to Al Gore uh, when he was that. across
0: town in front <laughs> of the Eiffel Tower, moments. doing a a climate live stream uh, in conjunction with Solar City. And Tesla. Uh, Yeah, the, the movie is Prime Minister Modi agreeing to this Elon Musk deal. And that's the victory. And then there's a five minute postscript going. And by the way, Trump won and is going to invalidate everything you just saw. So it's a very strange – it really is like a movie that was made for people who – I think it was made with the assumption that Hillary Clinton would win and that the five-minute section at the end was going to be, and then we're going to keep going with Hillary, Elon Musk, and Al Gore at the wheel.
3: Uh, We're going to be fine. Things are going to work themselves out. So so was the idea behind the title an inconvenient sequel that the sequel then contradicted everything in the first movie and he was like, "Oh, I guess I screwed up and everything's fine." How no. inconvenient <laughs> cuz that would no, be very it's,
0: it's inconvenient that he has to make a sequel. Uh this is like one of those things where <laughs> well, I mean, uh uh the climate isn't fixed. So I mean, there's that uh, uh as
4: far as evidence, but uh this Elon Musk thing this weekend, and I, I think that we've, we've, we've uh, uh, strayed a little bit from it, and I, I don't want to lose focus here because, as I said, this is one of the funniest things to ever happen online. Uh, uh, but Elon Musk, after uh, building a child-sized submarine uh, to bring over to Thailand to save those boys that were uh, trapped uh, in the, the cave— Um you know, he was insulted by one of the rescue divers who actually did do the rescue. Uh and in response, you know, to uh being criticized by this guy, Elon Musk said that it was sus that he lives in uh Thailand as a British expat, uh because and that probably makes him a pedo guy. Uh calling him a pedophile. Uh, That's the funniest shit that's ever happened
1: (laughs) uh in history, perhaps. What do you guys think? Uh this is a man worth $60 billion and he's just like a shit poster. Like I was trying to, exp- I was literally trying to explain to my wife cause she didn't understand like why would anybody say this thing? I'm like, okay, let's say you're on a message board. You only know two things about the guy you're mad at. online. it doesn't matter yeah. why you're mad at him. You know right. that he's a, a British guy who lives in Thailand, so you right. have to come up with some insult to put him down <laughs> and the only thing that could possibly, you know, really work is just to say, alright, well he's a fucking uh, pedo, I guess. Like, that. That's, right. that's all the thought behind it, but the fact that he has, like, you know, a allegedly $60 billion. I think that's probably fake, right? But the fact that he allegedly has all that and that's the only... Th- and he's still out there posting on Twitter as if it's like a message board. And that's just amazing. Amazing to me.
0: You know, it's bizarre. I've had this conversation with my girlfriend a few times that Twitter has changed from a medium where you have these kind of conversations that are freewheeling and, and random and message boardy too. This is how... This is, you talk to people instead, or you talk at people now. You don't talk to people. This is not, like, the medium is not designed for these kind of chats. It is designed for messaging, and Elon Musk, who I assume has an army of publicists and public relations specialists, and, I mean, I guarantee you there's a vice president of marketing, he he has millions and millions of dollars being spent to ensure that he doesn't do this dumb shit. He has so many, I mean, it is so baffling, this this new trend that uh, Donald Trump seems to have inspired in these people. I mean, Notch, the creator of Minecraft, is another guy who has $4 billion and spends all of his time getting in shit online. He seems like uh, a cheery know. fellow. Yeah. He bought he, the he, biggest mansion in L.A. and sits in it alone.
4: <laughs> yeah, and built a candy room in it uh, and then just sits in there uh, wasting away. Like a, like a shitty willy, willy, willy Wonka, Wonka. yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> the, the,
0: there is like a comfort in knowing that these people who have more money, more power, uh, and, and more ability to do whatever they want, uh, as opposed to us proles, are completely and utterly fucking miserable. Oh yeah, we live in
4: posters' world, and they're they're stuck in the same hell that we are. Um, uh, and
3: that and that that's heartening. I, I Abby, have a theory uh, about that, actually, um, but I'll I'll raise it after whatever Leslie was. No, a- go oh, ahead. Okay. Um, well, well, I I think I will. I would like to call it the morally inept pr- principle uh, because people like Elon Musk. Um, I'm trying to think of other recent examples who. Uh, would say something terrible and then just sort of keep doubling down because you don't have anywhere else to go online because everyone's everyone's seen what you've said even if you've deleted the tweet as he did, like he he can't mm-hmm. he can't now now back down from this. Whereas uh, you could have some anime poster who no one knows about who just works in a gas station, just like actually argue that you should f- be able to fuck kids on Twitter and no no one, no <laughs> one's reading it, no one's noticing it, no one will remember it tomorrow. So in a lot of ways, he's he's doing better in the deal than uh, someone in the public field like Elon Musk, who's only responsible for the death of a couple of people. Um, <laughs> and I, I call it the morally inept principle because there was a poster on the Something Awful forums years ago named Morally Inept, who uh, con- confessed <laughs> in, in one thread or another, uh, the, the exact words of what he said were, uh, Let's just say Buffy was a female dog, and as a 14-year-old, my depravity knew no bounds. Oh my openly God. and uh on something awful you could pay to have someone's uh name changed to like link sure. link to stuff that you want so his his profile just had a link back to this post for the rest of forever <laughs> and he just kept posting here with this for it has to have been like five years he just stayed with this name he didn't even try to you know, change his name where Groucho Mark's glasses say, "I don't know who this morally inept person is no he he was he was perfectly fine with everyone knowing because ultimately he's just some random anime poster and and it'll it'll never never result in any sort of censure uh so I think in many ways morally inept is a is a braver man than Elon Musk <laughs> he's a great man um I think about oh okay so i I have another rule which is um the space jam rule which is uh, i assess any work of art any movie any tv show with the question will i think about this in a year's time will i think about this more or less often than i think about space jam
2: (laughs) and by the same space
3: jam rule morally inept is a a better man than um (laughs) most of my uncles (laughs) (laughs) are you from are you from la originally abby I am. I am from Pittsburgh, um, but I got out right around when Google started moving in and ruined all of the bars. So, oh. <laughs> well,
0: don't worry. Now they're
3: moving into L.A. Yeah. So,
0: well, wait, what? We'll, know, you,
4: well, over in like Playa del Vista or the West is Side? Is it Playa del Rey or something? Yeah, over it's on the Playa West Playa, Re- Side. Playa del Rey. Very... Playa. Sorry. Go ahead. It's becoming very Silicon Valley South over there. Lots of campuses, lots of uh, YouTube buildings, lots of
0: hammocks. It's called Silicon Beach. Venice, Santa Monica, Playa del Rey, Playa Vista. Basically, uh, Marina del Rey, the entire west side near LAX and the beach is being uh, taken over by tech. And also, even, you know, look, the neighborhoods we're in, Hipstervilles, it's still a lot of entertainment, artsy, rich people, but... I am seeing a lot of tech money start to come into these neighborhoods. You can't escape downtown LA too. A lot of techies. <sighs>
3: I, I was feeling fine for a while because, you know, that's beach country. I have no reason to ever go in such a direction. But if they're going into the place where all the where all the food is, then yeah. they've gotta be stopped.
0: Oh don't worry, they'll come for the food.
1: Yeah. Sister. Uh I guess the question is, can Elon Musk be stopped? Um What is going on with him? Can we stop him somehow? Because I feel like this, he, like he actually thinks he is a mad scientist. Like he he thinks he's gonna come up with all these solutions to make all our lives better. Like you know, child-shaped submarines and calling <laughs> people, and but he attacks people who like do better than him and like beat him. So well, that's like right. that's the that's mm-hmm. the perfect like that's the perfect like scenario for like creating a supervillain in any other comic book. Like you can right in any comic book. This is what how a supervillain is born. That's so, a
3: perfect comparison because he you know he's selling the the flamethrowers and stuff, and so he obviously mm-hmm. thinks of himself as a, a Nikola Tesla-style genius. When he is, in fact, nothing more than Thomas Edison electrocuting an elephant to death in a in a public park, <laughs> traumatizing children. Uh, no. But Musk, Musk, this maybe I'm a little
0: naive as I tend to be, but this could be the moment where the diehard Tesla cultists go, wait a second, what the fuck's up with this guy?
1: No, um, no, I don't think. They, this make they just like are now looking into like the rescue divers like well maybe he is a pedophile now yeah <laughs> like they don't care that's like that's they, what I think I think
4: the I think the conclusion of this might be that Elon Musk uses all of his money and resources to frame this guy for pedophilia
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, just to prove <laughs> that he's not owned online. Like Another Right super now, right now thing. he's talking to some he, – he's like uh, <laughs> arranging a Bitcoin swap with some guy on the dark web who's going to – he's going to plant some and CP track. on this dude's computer. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, it, It's funny
3: you say that because I know the Bitcoin uh, network for exchanging child pornography is called the apartheid emerald.
2: That wasn't, really? that wasn't funny. I don't know
3: why I said that. <laughs> yeah, that true. was it's funny. I, yeah, I know the dark web thing is, is the funny. Silk Road. I don't know.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. the it's dark very web
0: funny. the dark web is i am at this point sure 75 percent cops at <laughs> least at this point it's gotta be i mean the blue web you, you, the dark <laughs> the dark web, the dark web I'm,
1: I, <laughs> I'm just glad it's given us so many great uh, along or svu episodes like web, <laughs> dark web, we were, some of the best stuff would not be on
0: there. and unfriended too
4: <laughs> it is it is funny that you that you mentioned something awful in the context of this uh uh, Elon Musk breakdown, uh, Abby, because uh, I do think that this has a real place in like the pantheon of internet meltdowns, like the likes of which I've been witnessing since I was like 12. You know, like, I, I swear, like, this feels like like, Elon Musk should have, like, an Encyclopedia Dramatica page, or, like, (laughs) he he was, like, like a Kiwi Farms guy or something. Sincerely, at this point, like, I feel like I'm getting the same feeling as when, like, people were trying to, like, watch watch Chris Chan, you know, forever, and, like, Tim Buckley and all that shit, like, we're just, like, now we, the internet has gotten to this place where, like, for some reason everyone in the world has decided to be in the chat room and the message board and so like we get to see everyone in the world go through meltdowns like these it's really wonderful actually
0: but but and, what you mentioned Abby before is also really interesting the idea that because of corporate consolidation we are all in this one chat room and we can't just like if we fuck up we can't log off and make a new name you have it's like true. it's like having one life it's like having a video right. game where you only have one life. You can't <laughs> it's you a can't, roguelike. Yeah, it's a roguelike, it's a roguelike. Twitter's a roguelike, right? <laughs> you, if, you, if, you get, if you get off, if you get off social media, you can't just create a new identity because you used right. your real identity. We fucked up. We that's yeah. the whole the whole point of alts, the whole point of staying anonymous. Is so that we could express crazy shit, then if everybody got mad at us, we could uh you know reflect on that and maybe see if we could have a different point of view. And that's not that's not what happens. You're right. guys like Musk have to double down because there's there's two options. One is this guy is a pedophile, and uh this this diver who rescued children from imminent death is risk is, is it,
1: his life. Risk his life <laughs> yeah. is, is, it, is an
0: uh, is an irredeemable monster. And the other option, which is just something that this guy cannot fucking comprehend, is that Elon Musk is wrong. He was wrong. He can't be wrong. His submarine had have right. been the thing to save these kids. Right. And he's that's a why he industry. wants to prove it would have worked anyway. That's why he's still going through with testing the
3: stupid thing. Well, I, yeah, I, mean, I grew up, uh, my my uh, mother's side of the family were all old, old very uncool English people uh, who loved uh, a children's TV show from the the 60s, I think, called Thunderbirds. And that's about Mm -hmm. a bunch of little puppet men uh, riding cool cars and and planes and stuff to save people from disasters. And that was at first what I thought Elon Musk, like South Africa, maybe they had Thunderbirds down there. Uh, That was like the fantasy that he was trying to live out. But seeing this man okay there are two possible readings of this guy saying it's suspect to see a British man living in Thailand by choice uh, number one he's accusing him of being a pedophile which sure. uh, who knows maybe maybe this is all misunderstanding maybe he was he was being completely uh, innocent in, I uh, oh geez I sorry there's a <laughs> there's a weed whacker right outside of my yeah, window yeah, I am uh, so sorry I hope that you can cut or duck or something I I am so sorry. Um uh I
4: think it's, I mean should we should we hold for a second or what do you think Leslie?
3: Oh
1: that, those weeds aren't going to cut themselves. Yeah, it's fine.
4: <laughs>
3: that, we'll that's a, it. we that's all, a good we
0: approach. all
4: podcast from the he real meant, world. He so meant it's all pedia.
0: Good. Yeah, he he actually it was a huge typo. He meant Padaya guy. He meant uh, the guy's <laughs> the guy's really good with feet. Yeah, cares uh, a lot about footwear. <laughs> I
4: wonder if what the excuse will be is like Elon doesn't didn't know what pedo means. <laughs>
3: Yeah, like, like he was accusing him of, of uh, riding one of those petty cabs, like right. uh, <laughs> like you might see in a in a city in Thailand.
4: Yeah, yeah um, that's what Elon was referring to. He uh, uh, had a petty cab driver dr- uh, driver drive, drive him uh, four hours from the airport, and so that's what he was referring to was uh, the treacherous trek that he made a man take.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, okay. I here is my my wild paranoid theory. Uh, because, you know, obviously he doesn't have, have a similar suspicion of Thai people who live in Thailand by choice. It's only British sure. people living in Thailand by choice. Yeah. And I think it's clear that this man who grew up in apartheid Africa, um, that there's no – I don't think it's safe to say that there's any racial element in there. No. Of course there isn't. That's that's absurd. No, no, that's no, absurd. no, no, absurd. No, no. He's a, he's a perfectly woke individual. <laughs> I think that he was accusing this man, this British man, of being the vanguard of an imperial expeditionary force to take Thailand on behalf of the queen. And I think the real goal of of Musk's incursion there, I think the submarine could transform into a battle robot that he'd brought just in
2: case (laughs) the British Empire
3: was trying to kidnap those children as part of of a new attack. And I think it's an understandable anxiety because, as I understand it, the queen is always having secret meetings with her prime minister, and and he's always—Theresa May, at the moment, is always building like new monsters out of clay and then firing them up in that magical oven, (laughs) and then they attempt to annex the town of Angel Grove. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, that's why you need the the uh, anti colonial Megazord, right? Because
2: right, right. otherwise, <laughs> it's just
0: if Elon Musk lets Bulk and Skull run around Thailand, then then nobody's going to stop Lord Zed.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I think, think Elon Musk is
0: reasonable to be suspicious of this man. Thailand
4: need the the clear answer is Thailand needs a Peace Walker. Uh, uh, <laughs> is, is, what, is what is is very clear from what we're talking about here.
3: Mutu- mutual deterrence.
4: <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. The only appropriate reason for a British person to not be living in Britain uh, is is by colonializing and and putting the boot on the neck of the people who live there. I think that that is uh, that is clear that that is the only appropriate way.
0: Maybe yeah, the guy just uh, liked maybe the guy just liked swimming and and uh, <laughs> like five cent beer. I don't know. Like, yeah, honestly, well, look, I, if, went if if I went. If there's one thing, to...
3: oh, just if if there's one thing we've learned about the British national character, it's that they feel strongly that people who live in a country should. Stay there, and should yeah. not be allowed to to uh, emigrate. It's what they do. They're they're, they're, a, they're
0: a notoriously isolationist society. <laughs> the crown, yeah,
4: yeah. I went uh. to Thailand uh, uh, for my uh, wedding um, uh, honeymoon. Uh, oh. for my honeymoon, I guess. Your wedding to, honeymoon. Although- not a wedding honeymoon, uh, uh, just for There's the honeymoon. There's not other kinds
1: of honeymoons. There are only I wedding know, honeymoons. I know,
4: I know, I know, and I caught myself, <laughs> but I'll take my licks anyway. Maybe,
1: I take it back, maybe we should have like a podcast honeymoon. I warn you. Yeah, let's go. Do you guys <laughs> want to go for a,
0: a, a podcast honeymoon soon? Let's do, a, <laughs> uh, let's do a GoFundMe. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Um, anyway, so I, I did want to come out and, and say publicly that I did go to Thailand for my honeymoon, uh, in case anyone wants to use that to smear me for any reason uh, at any point in the future, uh, including Elon, argument with especially Elon, <laughs> up to and especially Elon.
1: I just want to know, you know, where does Grimes fit in, in all of this? I <laughs> I feel like she's more of a Harley Quinn, and Elon yeah. Musk is more of like a Lex Luthor. So I, I don't really know how this couple. Well, people might. could
3: observe an age gap between the two of them, and I've been studying giant robot cartoons for a long time, and I think it's safe to say that the reason he scouted her was because her youth makes her uniquely suited to pilot the robot.
0: Uh, right. So wait, you're saying right. you're
3: saying that Grimes
0: is is uh, the Ray Ayanami to Elon Musk's Gendo? <laughs> I think that that's the clear and
4: only charitable reading that you could have there.
1: The most terrible reading. It is charitable. very charitable
0: yeah. to assume that that uh, Musk is smart enough to create the Evangelion program in the first place. But hey,
1: all right. So, moving on to yes. um you know, we were talking about, like, you know, Elon Musk fighting for um, peace in, uh, in the world. Another another uh, group of, uh, you know, very normal men are having a meeting today, in fact. is making a lot of big news. Uh, Trump and Putin. Um, oh, finally, wow. Finally sitting down and having a chat. And people are losing their fucking minds, and I have no idea why. I, I can't even piece it together. By the time you hear this, maybe there will be some, like, you know, rational bombshell. articles. No, are just like an article explaining why all these people are like m- angry and like making treason trend on Twitter. But I don't understand it. Um, right well, now. Well, oh, oh, oh uh, Jack, did you find something perhaps from No, the New no, New York did, Times did you watch Did you watch
4: the? Did you watch the? What's it called? The the press conference thing. No. Well, wh- I, I watched it, and, and it was pretty outrageous because it's Trump stood there in front of the entire world and said the same shit that he's always said and that we know he believes and that he said a thousand times before. It was just. But this time he said it next to. The, 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 the Putin. The, the, bad,
0: guy. Putin, the, bad, the guy. bad guy. The bad guy. The most dangerous man in the history of the
4: world. I mean, look, it's like, it was a crazy thing. It was, you know, it was a really wild thing to witness, uh, but it was just like, another in the ongoing series of of trump like i i don't know i honestly think that the outrage is like kind of based on this weird platonic idea of what a president is supposed to be like and it's like i i don't understand why everyone is still applying that concept to this guy like we know who this guy is we know he's not like a bright guy we know he thinks a bunch of weird and stupid shit like, why, like, why is it surprising when this guy can't follow, like, you know, decorum when he's at a meeting? You know, uh, like, of course he's going to bring it's up consistent. Hillary Clinton's emails again. Like, this guy, like, I, I don't know if he can, like, remember the morning. You know Putin, what I mean? Like, Putin bringing <laughs> up,
0: it was, I mean, Putin bringing up George Soros was probably the funniest thing that happened at that meeting by far. Yeah. He was definitely pandering to the MAGA base. There's definitely yeah. a few of these Trump uh, guys, like these, these Russian internet guys who just, Read the Donald all day. And right. Report back on, uh, to to the GRU on a on on what the the, the MAGA trolls are talking about. These, these guys are. These
3: I, I, are remember they, to, I remember
0: being thrown. I remember they
3: they put out video of Putin uh, pulling his pants all the way down to pee, and then he like looked at the camera, and then he said, "Feels good, man." <laughs>
2: just, just to get those people on side.
4: I know, I know. That was that's that's right. To the Groiper people is what that is.
0: i'm already seeing p tape talk again i'm already seeing (laughs) well i mean
4: look like they asked him directly
0: the funniest thing okay so i will say like i I
4: don't really understand the like complete and total like you know uh, disbelief at what trump said because i'm like this man is fucking donald trump like donald trump is who this guy is it's who he was yesterday like of course this went the way it went it's like he's says the same shit every time he gets on a microphone like it hasn't changed. We're, we're putting on him this idea of what presidents are, and he's, he's not that. I think, though, that, like, the, the media class and even Democrats and, you know, people at, like, CNN and everything, they, like, are forced to take him credulously because not to not take him credulously, like, would reveal that, like, the entire thing that they do is, like, based on silliness and nothing. You know what I mean? Like, they have to talk about, like, what was, like, Trump's, like, strategic purpose behind this statement? And I'm like, there fucking wasn't one. Like, we have a... A fucking child running the country
0: like he's you know I, I i don't know but the reason why he's going to be reelected is because he is consistent he is doing what he says he's going to do he's been talking about meeting putin for months so now he yeah. met with putin and we act Really, really shocked. I know that the arrest of the these uh, guys, these these twelve, or not even the arrest, the indictment of these these twelve Russian agents. So, what are you going to do? You're going to fly him back to America for trial? Uh, the entire point of that was to pressure him to drop out of this meeting. He was never going to drop out of. Trump always wanted to do this, and, and so the way that the, the the media presents this, like it's some kind of well, like it's like it's a gay romance. Is just so bizarre to me.
1: Yeah. Speaking of the New York Times, um, I think everybody should take a second to watch this video before they take it down because they will obviously be embarrassed into doing so, or they just is I guess it's supposed well, to be it's their like a-
0: opinion section. So I don't know. They have the worst opinions in the world. Yeah, and but consistent like, with it.
1: But like they genuinely are pretty good about like you know like. Just- They'll put like a Brett Stevens like article that's you know homophobic, but like when they're doing it from like a left, like a left, uh, like a progressive homophobia, like I think that's when they'll get in more trouble, like because conservatives will yell at them then, and then they'll immediately uh, fold to them and their their whim because that's what they do every time. So they post this, this bizarre cartoon where it's just like every bad homophobic Trump putin joke that's happened in the past you know two years they just put it in a cartoon and like 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 they were the first ones to come up with it like if this was a smart thing to do, like oh. the, literally the Clinton campaign had put out uh, a video, uh, a campaign video with one of those murals of Trump and Putin, Putin kissing, and they deleted it within the hour because people were calling it out. And so for some reason, the New York times, which, you know, all their, you know, supporters and writers were like the most, one of the most important acts of resistance you can do after Donald Trump was elected was subscribe to us. And like, and like this is what they come up with. Fucking Brett Stevens, Barry Weiss, and a cartoon of Trump and Putin making out. Like that that's the best you can come up with. That's that's what we need from the paper of record. It's fucking like, really, really pathetic besides being homophobic. It's just this is what the best they can do. This is what they spend their time on. This, think about all the stuff that they don't cover, like, you know, uh, Standing Rock, you know, the ongoing crisis in Flint, um, Puerto Rico, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Elon et
0: cetera, Musk, cetera. by the way, did promise this fix last week as well. Yeah. God.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but, like, the New York Times, <laughs> like, this is the best they can come up with just this really – gross ugly homophobic cartoon and this is their political commentary for the day it just
0: opens up with like trump is like getting himself dressed up there's a picture of putin in his underwear all muscly on his wall then putin shows up at the door trump gets super excited they hold hands in the car the car turns into a unicorn they make out and you see their tongues like kind of like wrapping around each other a lot of close-up of the tongue there's nothing really going on here. There's uh you know what I think. I think
4: you got to look out you know, I you got to look out for animations like this cuz uh, you know, if it's too lascivious like this, I think we might have another John K on our hands whoever animated this uh particular piece. Well, this yeah. is a this is a guy apparently named Bill Plimpton who's like an old animator. Oh, Bill Plimpton rules actually. It is kind yeah. of a bummer to see like I thought it kind of looked like his stuff, and it's kind of a bummer to see uh uh it uh come to this oh but my no. god wait, just wait, like wait, any wait. just like any artist who made stuff in the 90s and 2000s dude, uh, dude 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 dude, dude i just looked not that interesting inter- i don't interesting mean to interrupt
0: from- you i don't mean to interrupt you but i'm looking at the credits now and one of the consulting producers on this video is evan shapiro <laughs> oh e <E-shaps. laughs> uh, uh, so that's the guy that's the guy who created uh uh
4: CISO. CISO. Uh, the CISO creator, I think, is now running the uh, New York Times opinion section video page. He's uh, a consulting
0: producer on these
1: videos. Uh, Abby, what did you think of this wonderful video?
3: Well, I think it was a masterpiece from the perspective of uh, what, I, what I'm what i thinking I want to term macro cartooning. As, as, a, as a professional arts critic, uh, that's what I think I'm going to, to term it as. Uh, because it's not funny on on its own, but it it provides a picture of um, society as it is now, and and it's not from the cartoon itself; it's from the image that I want you to picture. Because it not because it happened in reality, but because it's true, and it's a picture of Chelsea Clinton sharing it online, this cartoon, and saying <laughs> "ha ha," and then two tweets later saying. But of course, we should condemn the homophobia inherent to this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> With a picture of her <laughs>
3: frowning, a little. <laughs> and
2: that
3: I think is society as it exists at the moment. And from <laughs> that perspective, <laughs> however,
4: we must remember to frown.
3: <laughs> and and so from that from that perspective, uh, this cartoonist Plimpton, I would term as a total p- pimp. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, it's bad. It's just. Like I I don't know what the what the angle is with the homophobia thing because like none of these like it, who are they, are they trying to like annoy with this like other th- like do they think like Trump's gonna watch this and be like oh fuck I'm now I'm gonna bomb Russia now because just to prove how straight I am It's like is that what you want because I feel like a lot of the a lot of the liberals and, and, and in general like the whole response to Trump and P- Putin meetings, like do you want a war like do you prefer this like a lot of people are making posts like if you know so-and-so was president they would not stand for this they would like yeah they would bomb russia is that a good thing is that the do you want to be at war with a nuclear power um is that your end goal um as like do you want to die too i i I guess this is like where like liberal mind has been heading for a while now to annihilation i just didn't think they would get there so fast
3: you don't believe we're on the eve of destruction?
1: Uh, I didn't think they. I didn't think they wanted to get on there as quickly as apparently they want to. I guess they all. They. I guess they all feel the same way as most leftists do. Like they're just ready to get the whole fucking thing over
0: with. Well, and that's what's so weird to me that the punishment for treason should be to be voted out of office. The way that the the, the right. reaction versus the solution are not on the same planet. This man is a traitor. This man has betrayed everything our country stands for. This man is working with our foreign enemies. What well, what do you do? Vote him out. Yeah. Doesn't click. It's this man not- cheated.
4: This man cheated to win an election and he's going to do it again. The only recourse <laughs> we have Is in the voting booth. Is another election. (laughs)
0: Yeah,
1: like, what are their plans for, like, if the Russians had the last election, what are their plans for, like, the next election? What we have to do is vote and vote so hard that everyone will know it
4: was fake. And if they (laughs) announce, and then you know what? At that point, we'll hold another vote. And everyone has to show up for that vote. That'll be the most important vote of all.
3: I've been training with a wild wise old sensei in the mountains for, for months now just to make sure that my voting technique is unstoppable.
0: <laughs> the five palm right. voting exploding <laughs> vote.
4: Yeah. The first thing he does is make you wait in a line for five hours. If you can
0: withstand that.
3: Under a waterfall. Maybe-
4: <laughs> if you can
0: withstand that, then you are given a provisional ballot. Which yeah. then takes four weeks to maybe process.
4: <laughs> Please call this number, and he'll let you know if it was proce- processed. Uh, this is a new show that uh, is premiering on Crooked Media. By the way, the voting, <laughs> the voting guru, it mostly <laughs> played by my <Mike> Myers, voting. <laughs> extreme voting challenge. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's like. Uh, uh, I agree with you, Leslie. Like, what, what, what do we want to do here? Do we want to have a war with Russia? Like, is, did Russia, like, buy some, you know, fake news on Facebook that, uh, swung a, an election, which, of course, there was no way it wasn't going to be a razor thin margin at this, this point. There's no chance in the world that Hillary Clinton could have been beyond, you know, two points above this, like, uh, reality show host, like, game show guy. And you know, had to be able to let it get it swung, like you know, turning away buses from Michigan in the last days of the campaign. Um, Well, if only those 12 people didn't vote Russia over this.
0: (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, it's Russia, students, the everybody except you know, Hillary Clinton, I guess,
0: and everybody except the Democratic Party, which, uh, yeah, you know, uh, to quote the great Tom Perez. Yeah, uh, as <laughs> people, we <laughs> don't need do. we don't need to abolish ICE. We need to reform it. Just because I called for uh, Sheriff Joe Arpaio to be investigated doesn't mean I want the Maricopa County Sheriff's Office abolished. So <laughs> that we need to be we need to we need to have this man uh, put on trial for treason. But we need to be reasonable. And we need to be right. calm about how we do it. And confirm uh, his Supreme Court picks. And, and, and yes. be sure, and look, Kavanaugh's not that bad. He's not great, yeah. but he's not that bad. Let me tell you, he's a great, <laughs> yes. he's a great pal. He's a great father. Uh, he took father. my kids to school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, what a uh, week. All right, so moving on.
2: I, I uh, have a,
3: actually, before oh, we go move ahead. on, I have a I have a, a, a feminist uh, Freudian um, explanation, not only for the, the Trump-Putin, uh, gay love sort of subtext that keeps turning up um, but also for all of politics of the last several years if I if I may present my oh, my, thank you thank you kindly um <laughs> if if i can get a word in edgewise um, this is
1: why we brought you on dr denton this is this is, we've thank heard you, about thank your you. Work. well
3: well the the dragon of chaos is um obviously the device. no 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 um okay so your, your a Patreon couple of years has ago hundred
4: thousand dollars a month now how crazy
3: <laughs> yes and i spend it all on cocaine <laughs> i that wasn't a joke <laughs> no, no no okay okay so several years ago you might remember that there, there was sort of a um a war of, of lawnmowers where Barack Obama like took off a shirt and mowed the lawn in front of the white house. And this was before he'd aged quite as much as the, the post ultimately aged him. And so everyone is freaking out like, Oh my gosh, this shirtless man, we should sexualize and objectify this black man.
2: Sure. Um,
3: and, and, as a, as a white woman, I think it's safe for me to say that I, I understand the pain of everyone involved here. Um, Innately. Innately. I'm, I'm just a deeply empathetic person. Um, <laughs> everyone was freaking out over that. And then there were a bunch of photos of Vladimir Putin. And there was sort of this sort of Buzzfeedy kind of shtick for a while about uh, how sexy these two world leaders looked without their shirts on. Um and uh, this was also right around the time when people started getting really, really upended about uh, racialized holding and that sort of thing. I think because everyone was fully aware that the the president was not only a black man, he was he was a, an incredibly sexy black man. And i've mm-hmm. I've studied I've studied those photos for for hours in my private chambers, <laughs> of course um, just just looking for the political patterns that we could find. Sure. Uh, so now, just from a from a feminist perspective, Putin has become the sexualized body, and the office of the presidency has also um become hot as shit um, <laughs> meaning that now in in this in this new context with a new president, uh, it remains uh something that we're and and you know you could you could see presaging presaging uh Barack Obama's pecs uh years beforehand when everyone was talking about Bill Clinton's wiener uh, sure. not least of all Bill Clinton himself, of course um, <laughs> And uh, so so I I think America sort of had the sense of loss. Uh, when the presidency was passed to someone who um, maybe maybe doesn't have doesn't have quite the same verve when he mows the lawn, who may not mow his own lawn ever. <laughs> yes, yes, less of a snack, less of a snack. Although the internet has also grown much more uh, openly appreciative of uh, the thick with two right. C's, which I think we can also credit to the presidents. Yes, Um, And so it's it's not so much a sense of homophobia as uh, just a knowledge of the romance of right of such a relationship between these two people, because uh, if, you know, Putin has all this uh, what I believe they always carefully call uh, Uh compromise on Donald Trump, then uh, that there's where's the conflict, you know, where's the drama? That's what you always want to ask when you're writing and that there's so much there. You know, like uh, so, I believe so, Chuck Tingle would call it, you know, pounded in the ass by my own jurisprudence or something. <laughs> so <laughs> and, what you're saying uh, is that
4: the reason why we see keep, keep seeing this interpretation in like liberal news and liberal comedy and stuff is because we in, deep to in our cores want to see the president's fuck.
3: Yeah, well, it's, it's less because we want to, to homophobically taunt him, which is probably there yeah. too, as because if – if Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin were in love, it would be the the most human thing I'd ever heard about either yeah. of them.
0: People would yeah. love it. It would be oh, I, I would go as far as to say that people on LiveJournal and Tumblr would start doing slash fic and <laughs> yowie. I, I, I actually this is
4: slash we are seeing slash fic. It just is. I mean, the that's New New what York it
0: Times. is. It, it is. You're right. Like the, all the this is the uh, global equivalent of a teenager. Right. Who makes a fan page that has Harry Potter and Ron Weasley making out? It's the same thing. It's just as you're right. It's not. It, just... it might. It might not be homophobia as much as it might be fantasy fulfillment. I, the the or maybe it's both.
1: Oh, well, I, I guess that I just means we owe an apology to the New York Times and yeah. Bill Plimpton uh, specifically, like, this is not a cartoon, this was anime. And
0: yeah. that
3: yeah. completely <laughs> recontextualizes
1: yeah. everything. And we don't
3: keep shame
0: here on Struggle Sesh. So. It's good now. It's hentai, so it's good.
3: Absolutely. I think it's safe to say that if Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin kissed on camera, that's the only way for the Republicans to regain the youth vote.
2: <laughs> and from that regard
3: I hope I hope some strategists are listening yeah. because because it would show oh, all for once that this. these men are capable of feeling something. Yep.
1: Absolutely.
4: There is uh, no more forbidden love than presidential love. There's no more <laughs> forbidden love on this earth than than the love of two presidents.
1: All right. Well, moving on to our last topic of discussion. Sasha, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen is back, folks. Um, it's back. 2002 again, and he's back with a new um, hit political show, which is showing you know the both sides of America, uh, of America and how divided we are as a country. You know, we used to be united by Borat and his yeah. you know anti-Semitic humor, and just there was a I,
4: time when we all hated Middle Easterners. No
1: more. And, <laughs> And it's it's just come back with his new show, uh, Who is America?, where he um, dresses up in this completely unbelievable makeup that people believe somehow anyway, (laughs) and uh, talks to them. And I just want to know, first of all, as a show, what did everybody think about it?
0: I mean, it's not as good as Ali G. It's it's never going to be as good as Ali G, because... He is, Cohen is now fully Americanized, he's rich, he hasn't done this style of comedy in about 15 years, and he isn't an outsider anymore, so, you know, he's not a British guy looking into America for the first time. He's also not, uh, he's also entrenched in the system and has a lot of money, so his idea of what left and right is has undoubtedly changed. That said, I laughed a lot, uh... I like. I, I appreciate that Bernie Sanders didn't end up looking like a fucking idiot. Uh, I appreciate that Sabo, the right-wing street artist in LA, is so angry that he put up a billboard decrying stolen valor. That makes me <laughs> laugh. Uh, I I, uh, I get a kick out of uh, upsetting people. I also, you know, of course get a kick out of upsetting uh, mainstream liberal columnists. You know, I I
4: didn't dislike the show. Uh, I I think that there's – I mean, look, there's funny stuff happening in it, which is like more than I can say for a lot of (laughs) the comedy that exists in uh, 2018. Um, I think it was like kind of appropriate. Like I liked it. It made all these people look like fools for the most part. Uh, uh, You know – the first half of the show was mostly this type of comedy uh, and uh, that I'm very familiar with where it's, like, you're just saying ridiculous things, like, in front of people. And it's, like, that there's kind of just, like, believing it. And I thought that there was very funny stuff in there. I just was, like, you know, for the first half of the show, I was kind of like, oh, well, if this is what it's going to be, then, you know, whatever. Like, you can kind of do that kind of thing. I did think the second half was uh, uh funnier and, you know, tricking all those people and making them look foolish is, like... Interesting, And I, you know, I think obviously good comedy, but apparently, you know, because of all the uh, uh, think pieces we saw about it, also in some ways still dangerous comedy. So the I don't kindergartens, know the kindergartens made
0: me laugh a lot. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. I thought it, it was OK. Like, I don't really need to see another episode of it. Like, I, f- I feel like it I, I do kind of agree with the colonists that like that style of humor may have passed because so many people have already done it. Um, I don't think it's dangerous, but I just, what, but pranks it's, it's like just pranks
0: have passed. Like, it
1: was just kind of boring. It, it, it was just kind of boring. Like it wasn't. It didn't really. It didn't really seem that funny to me. I'd rather watch something like scripted that's um, could be constantly funny than like because every time it was like okay, is because like the um, the. Art gallery person that wasn't funny. I just like the art gallery person. Like I would have rather like a show about her and like the Republican um, like family. Like they were funnier than he was. <laughs> I, I, I- love
3: the moment when he left and she was just staring at the camera and trying to yeah. contextualize his art and sound. That was a, a very nice character.
4: Yeah, I also thought that I, I kind of felt like you know the family like whatever I, those these people are just like being on camera they're being told that they're on a television show you know what i mean and so like you're on camera so like they walk off and you want to be
0: like nice you know a a big part of what separates borat from who is america and ali g in terms of the political humor is that ali g and borat are not political characters in themselves they are i mean they are but their personas, like Ali G is, you know, white, uh, you know, a chav rapper, and then right. Borat is, you know, a guy from some remote village in Kazakhstan. Might it be these that the characters themselves
3: are oblivious to the politics? Right, they're oblivious. Right.
0: So these characters being explicitly in on the political context of America, you know, the, the veteran and the professor. Uh,
3: I, I, I don't think see why that- there'd be a political undertone in an Israeli uh, mercenary.
0: Yeah, mercenary was very funny. The Mercy you Corps know, you know, so like, that's,
3: a, that's the
4: thing. He, that's where I would like Israeli, put it. That so. is like where I would, you know, uh, uh, like I actually do agree with you. And I, I found the, the liberal character. I mean, I thought that there was funny stuff in there, but for the most part, I'm like, that's a fairly obvious character to do. And yeah, I know because I, 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 a few I did a very times, similar character when I worked at the Kimmel show. Uh, uh, and it's like, yes, he said outrageous and funny things, but mostly I think that those were just people like kind of trying to be polite. Um, the
0: Israeli character uh, was very, very good. The Israeli character is very good because Sasha Baron Cohen, he is, you know, also I think Israeli. He is part Israeli, and it is difficult uh, right now to get uh, any American or even Americanized Jew to criticize Israel in comedy. It's impossible. So just having that parody of the militancy of modern Israel was super important to me, actually, uh, on a personal level. Just to, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's very, it's very Thanks, hard, Sasha. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, like anything that can be done to, uh, move that, that window in the Jewish community, which has been getting pounded by right wing forces for the last four years and is having a very noticeable effect, uh, any of that's good. And if that means making a few Vox writers ruffle their feathers a little bit, like that's, that's fine by me, uh, (laughs) I'm not saying that, that that Cohen is a leftist. He is, by no means is. My guess is that he's a left-of-center liberal uh, who probably is, you know, for the most part, uh, an Obama Democrat. That said, for the last, God, I don't know, 10 years, maybe even 20, the Democrats have just been, they've been pushing these cultural fights. They've been pushing these, fights over decorum and civility and being nice. And it doesn't have anything to do with fucking policy. There's it nothing, it, it's, it's all aesthetic. It's this idea that if something looks a certain way, you, your politics are the products you consume, which is just such a neoliberal way of viewing the world. And uh, I, I want to see that get smashed desperately. Because I feel like I'm never going to be able to enjoy anything ever again as long as these fucking people are constantly uh, I can't enjoy a single thing without 20 think pieces about how I'm a fucking monster for like liking this dick joke. It's just too It's exhausting. Wait,
3: which, which dick joke?
0: Oh man, there's so many dick jokes.
3: <laughs> oh no.
1: Abby, I, I can't you be think on this. Oh, Abby, what would you think of the show?
3: I really like the last half. Um,
1: yeah, it was better.
3: I'm not sure. I have a, a lot of questions and a hypothesis about um the NPR guy character because it, it mm-hmm. felt like like all all the really famous Cohen bits are always like when he gets a response from someone else, but that one seemed entirely to be like him doing a monologue like trying right. to get a rise out of these people and failing. And so I wonder why they put it in because I, I don't think I got it.
0: Yeah. I, I agree. That was a, a the, the the NPR guy, the liberal professor, the
3: they just seemed nice. They, they, they just were just seem, like, oh, well, yeah. that's, I'll do my best.
0: Yeah, I think people... But I also think that, like, most people when dealing with the sort of the stereotypical SJW type that that, that maybe he was trying to make fun of, I think most people in front will be polite. Most people aren't going to go fuck off immediately. But I don't know. But, but that is... it. Definitely seemed like this was some like attempt to be balanced. And I don't think the show needed it.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like if most people are going to be polite to that person, then why put it in the show? Then why put the (laughs) – Just cut cut the show. (laughs) I mean
0: there are like bits in like Borat and Ali G where people are polite and it's funny because of how awkward it is and how difficult they're making being polite. Like the driving instructor in Borat, that guy is very polite but he's also slowly like losing his cool. That's a great bit. Yeah, I, I did but there wasn't that scale. There wasn't that uh you know uh, A to C that happened. Yeah, it, it he
1: just made like these w- these rich asshole Republicans in Tennessee look like the finest folk you'll meet. <laughs> that's all that's all that right. bit really like accomplished. I yeah. actually felt kind of sorry for the art gallery one because I s st- there's no there was no political element to that unless we're going back to like the nineties Rush Limbaugh Piss Christ you know, fear mongering thing yeah. where the Catholics would get mad every time somebody make a like some art thing. Not even the Catholics, that one guy what's his name? Bill something or another, who uh, he's, he's the That's Catholic, all of their names, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Catholic <laughs> the Catholic League guy, like the Catholic um, League guy, he will always get mad. We all
3: have he's, Google, and none of us are bothering to help you out. here. <laughs> no, who gives a no, shit. No, I'll, I know who, a who a you're shit?
0: talking about. His name is, is is it's uh it's Bill Donahue. He's, Bill Donahue. He's the president of the Catholic League. Yeah, he's just all he, he does is yell about TV and movies. That's all he fucking does. He yeah, he no,
1: does. He doesn't even yell. Does about he have a art. Twitter?
2: Fit <laughs> in great. I, I actually
0: do think he does have Twitter. Let me check. But
1: um, but he doesn't even yell about. Art yeah, anymore. he's on Twitter. So like that that scene was just seem like unnecessary but it was so funny because the uh the woman she just seemed so open and cool and like kind and i looked her up she speaks like eight languages she's the art gallery owner yeah the art gallery she's uh she's a curator the art there was fantastic. She's very, and she, but she was very hurt by it actually, because she, she said like, yeah, he was crying. Uh, he cried at some point during the show that they didn't show, and she was like just hurt by it. Uh, I just want to tell you, Christy Cones, you're a fantastic human being. Thank you. You have great taste in art. Um, Aww. Thank you for being so open. She,
3: she speaks eight. La- she speaks eight languages, but the most important one is the language of love.
0: Yes. Aww. And and I will say like that was an opportunity if you wanted to like you could do a bit about gentrification and like that's cuz Cohen's a liberal. I mean even if he is left of center like these you could have done jokes that attacked liberals from the left and still have been very funny and y- you didn't need to do the stereotype it, I used just, to do this kind of stuff. I used to do this kind of stuff
4: on the Kimmel show like you are just picking marks like it's yeah. like you just run bits that are pre-written like you do the same ones over and over again like you just try to get marks to do stuff. And like it is funny when you're doing it with like the gun lobby and like, you know, with politicians and stuff. Although I will say that a lot of the same stuff that was done, you know, in the second half of this episode was done first and I would say better by Chris Morris in a uh, brass mm-hmm. eye Uh uh in I think the late '90s uh, or maybe even mid '90s, because he did a very similar thing with like cheese uh, and getting a bunch of members of Parliament to like uh, go against like a fake drunk drug menace he made up. <laughs> in cake. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, Yellow cake, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and cheese. It's separately. a great
3: episode. That whole show is.
4: It's the best. Perfect. It's really the best. Uh, uh, so, so but I will say that I'm like you know. I've done this stuff. It's not that it's bad, uh, but it is not as much of a magic trick as it looks like. And I really do think, like, you put a camera on people, and they want to act nice on camera for the most part. (laughs) That like that will get that's like a a real shortcut to making people look foolish if you're like going out of your way to do that. Desire
0: to play along. Yeah,
3: I thought this was an appropriate time to tell my story about my meeting with Sasha Baron Cohen. Please. Well, he, okay, so there's there's this hot dog stand down near my house that I usually go to for lunch. And then one Sunday I went down there for lunch after church and and my usual guy wasn't there and there was this man okay, he looked he looked about 90, but it was like it was all clearly old age prosthetic makeup. Like he, there was sort of flour sort of falling every time he moved. There was just heaps yeah, sure. of flour falling down because it was that was how they were. I I don't know who did the makeup there. Um I think it might have been whoever worked on the thing with John Carpenter. Um, <laughs> he had he so, for some reason they they forgot that they'd already put a, fa- a fake ear on him, so then there was another fake ear right in front of it, and he really? it, it, was, it was an unnerving man, and he he was speaking in this accent. Sometimes it sounded kind of Russian, sometimes it sounded sort of sort of Hebrew, sometimes uh, Polish. Um, yeah, and he said, uh, w- w- "Would you like for to buy a hot dog?" And I said, "Yes." That's why I came here. And he said, we are a change menu. And I said, that's, that's fine by me. And he said, the only hot dogs are, are on menu here. And all of the, all of the names of the hot dogs were things like, uh, the Holocaust never happened dog. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, what, what were my options? I could, I could go hungry or I could, I could order. I could order. Uh, uh, white racism is a bigger deal than
2: racism against non-white people.
3: Uh, oh, dog. that's so and funny! W- with with a side of um, affirmative action is should be illegal.
0: Uh, so I just got all these people to just say that. on yeah. air. that's so funny. That's a funny fucking bit. Like, yeah, I I like these pranks. I'm maybe I'm the sucker, but I I, I like that shit.
3: I'm suing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Well, everyone, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, Abby. Abby, where can people find you?
3: Oh, I, I am on Twitter and pretty much nowhere else at M I Z A B I T H A, Ms. Abitha.
1: All right. Thank you so much uh, for coming on. It's really been an cool. honor.
2: Thank you. a serious lack of people of color on leftist podcasts i bring you hold on just just wait for it this is gonna be really really cool but it's about our podcast it's the movement of color podcast that's it the movement of color podcast (laughs) We are the leftist podcast with the fattest beats We celebrate arts and culture of people of color of all stripes And you know what? You might learn a thing in the process too The Movement of Color podcast is available on iTunes and wherever else you get your podcasts at Follow us on Twitter at movement underscore color Movement of Color podcast Check us out, you'll enjoy yourself